Hello, and welcome to Here For You, a daily podcast to help you get through the global pandemic without going completely bananas. I'm Kate Spencer. And I'm Dori Shafrir, and today is Thursday, April 23rd. So as you know, we're here for you to offer comfort and support during this scary and uncertain time. And we also want to hear from you. You can email us at kateanddory at gmail.com or call us at 781-591-0390. And yes, it is the same number as our Forever 35 voicemail. So just let us know if your message is for here for you. And you can let us know how you're feeling, what you're up to, if you have any questions for us, stuff you want us to cover, ideas for distractions. Look, we want to hear it all. We want to hear it all. Keep those voicemails and emails coming. We love getting them. We're, you know, I would love for us to be able to get to everything on the podcast, but unfortunately we don't have time, but please do keep them coming. All right. Kate, how are you doing? Okay. Every day is blurring into the next. So I cannot remember if I've already told you about how my kid got like what I think was a small concussion yesterday. I think I did. You mentioned that she had fallen yesterday. Yes. She really knocked her head around yesterday. And um, it was a little nerve wracking for me because I I got kind of like worried about what seeking medical care looks like right now. Mm. Um, All our doctor's appointments that were going to happen during this time have been rescheduled and like our all our doctor's offices have been wonderfully communicative and I'm very like grateful for them. But I, I just was like, what do I do if if this is an actual emergency? And it wasn't. She was fine. And we, uh, you know, I, I know I could call my pediatrician, but it was just kind of this scary, this weird feeling of like, what do I what would I do if we had an emergency? Also, we had an earthquake in Los Angeles and I didn't feel it. I didn't wake up. But I also have this like terrified feeling of like, what if we have the big one during self-isolation God, what do we, I, know. I know sorry sorry to be like doomsday prepper here but um so that's just been on my brain but you know in happier news yesterday I accidentally washed my hair with dog shampoo <laughs> so which was fine and it was like a lovely product but I feel like that is just like a, a real symptom kind of like uh, where where I'm at right now how does your hair feel today well, I, I've washed it again. Oh, I see. I, okay. I exercised and there was a lot of sweating. You know, the dog, sh- the dog shampoo was very nice. Like my, my hair had like a nice curl. I, I was actually kind of like, well, all right. I mean, it, <laughs> it was not the, it was not the end of the, the world, but it was just like, oh, this is where, I, this is where I'm at. Like day 39 in my house, just accidentally using dog shampoo. And you know, it's all good. Totally. Oh, good. Wait, can we go back to one thing you were talking about before about not wanting to seek medical care? Yes. Because I know people who have had to seek medical care for their children during this time. And they have said that like Children's Hospital LA is has been empty. And oh, wow. it's actually like a good time for kids to, <laughs> to have to go to the hospital because kids aren't really getting coronavirus or they're not getting the bad symptoms. So the children's hospital is not slammed in the same way that the adult hospitals are. So I would say like, if it comes to that, I don't think you should feel you should have reservations about going to children's hospital. That's a good, that's a good tip. I've already been there once this year. So, and they were amazing, I have to say. So I would be, 
I would feel very safe going back there. And that's good to know. That's I, I appreciate that. Cause I, and I know I can obviously like reach out and um, again, like I'm really grateful that we even have like doctors and health insurance. So I feel, I feel like we're okay, but it was just this weird moment of like, Oh God, like we're not supposed to like bring them. I can't go to, I'm not supposed to go to the ER, you know, all that. Kind yeah, of, yeah, all yeah, 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 like, yeah. I know. Um, so that was just on my brain yesterday. But luckily, my daughter is okay. I did wake up at three in the morning and go check on her. Oh, I'm at my core, a neurotic mom, but she's okay. Good. Zooming I'm glad. Away right now as we record this. Oh, good. Um, one other thing I, I wanted to mention that I did yesterday, Dory, is that I participated um, at, in Fishes. Fish is my favorite band. Uh, as some listeners might know, I've seen many fish shows and right now they're doing this thing during, um, the stay at home self-isolation stuff called dinner and a movie, which is the name of a fish song where every Tuesday they play an old show live on their Facebook page and they share a recipe on their Instagram that everyone can cook together. And I've been tuning into the shows a lot, but I have not actually made the recipe, but yesterday I made the recipe. Yay. (laughs) And I made... Trey Anastasio's grandmother's eggplant parmesan, which is one of my favorite foods, and it was excellent. And I really love this. I just love like every Tuesday. I know in like around dinner time, I'm gonna watch a fish show while I make dinner, and it really makes me so happy. So, you know, I that's love so cool. Night. Yeah. Now I don't know how many fish heads are tuning in to uh, hear for you, but I do get a lot of DMs on Instagram about <laughs> about dinner in a movie. So you maybe you're out there. If you want to tune in with me, let me know. I feel like there's definitely a here for you fish fans crossover. And didn't someone recently post in the Forever 35 Facebook group that they want to start a subgroup for fish fans? Yeah, I would say less than five people responded, but we're out there. Yeah, out there. You're out there. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, switching gears to you, my friend. Switching gears. I took a bath last night. It's very paint exciting. The <laughs> paint, paint the scene. Well, you know, I've been doing yoga before bed. And last night I was like, you know what? I think I want my wind down activity to be a bath, not yoga. First, I was thinking maybe I'll do yoga, then take a bath. But then I was like, no, I think I just want to do the bath. So I was doing some puzzling and finished up my puzzling got in the bath, put some lavender Epsom salts in the bath, got in there, brought a book with me, closed the, I have like glass um, shower doors. I closed the shower doors. So it got real like steamy inside the bath (laughs) Um, and just like relaxed. And it felt so good. It was amazing. Sounds great. It was great. I didn't go my full, like, like I didn't bring my LED candles in. Um, but I think next time I will probably really set the scene, really take myself Did on you, a date, as I think I've said were before. Were you reading? I was reading. I read a print book. I usually bring a Kindle in, in a plastic bag, but I actually don't love that so much and I actually found that reading a paperback was easier than I thought it was going to be so would recommend okay bring that paper book into the bath I like that suggestion (laughs) um yeah I really just you know I didn't want to get out it was very relaxing and 
I don't know. I feel like I talk myself out of baths a lot of t- a lot of the time because it's like, yeah, I do too. You know, it's like, oh, you gotta like it's wasting. Maybe it's wasting water, and you gotta wait for the water to get in. And then it's always either too hot or too cold or whatever. And then I was like, why do I talk myself out of this? This is literally like the easiest self care thing I can do for myself, and it's just right here in my house. I want to take a bath, but I need to clean my bathtub. So I feel like this weekend I'm going to clean the bathroom and that will motivate, that will bring me back to the bath. Yeah. I had given the bathtub like a wipe down a few days ago. It could probably use another wipe down, but since we're not showering that much, it doesn't get that dirty. Good. (laughs) You have a separate bathtub though. I do, which is crazy. It feels very luxurious to have a bathtub and a shower. Well, you're just fancy Kate Spencer. <laughs> Living large over here in my house. Yes, I do have a separate bathtub, so I need to clean it out because it kind of collects dust and like just hairs, just all the hairs that fall mm, yes, off of Yes, 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 maybe, yes. Maybe like a dead spider, but I do use it quite often and it's very nice. So um, good suggestion, Dory. Thank you, Kate. So the other thing that I just wanted to discuss, open up for discussion, if you will, is are people worried about their pets in the sense of, are all these pets going to have severe separation anxiety when this is over? And I say this as someone who normally works from home, although lately I had been going to a co-working space, but there's almost always someone at home because we have a nanny who takes care of Henry. So even when I'm gone, there's a, there's someone here, but he's not used to having me home and Matt home, you know? And so I feel like he's, he's like really used to us being around now and he's also not going to daycare anymore. And I just read something about how pets are going to have like more separation anxiety after this. And I don't know, I'm just worried about Bo's mental health. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like the the, the first few weeks, all four of us were home every single day. Yes. What is my dog? Does my dog just think it's the weekend over and over again? What is... What is she experiencing? Totally, totally. But my, you know, my sister has a pug who normally just like naps all day. But she, my sister has a four-year-old and an almost two-year-old who are rambunctious. And so the poor pug hasn't been able to like nap as much as she normally does. (laughs) So I think that dog is like, wait like counting the minutes till everyone leaves but but I think yeah you know my dog like yesterday I looked out the window and and my like nine-year-old was being pulled in a wagon by my seven-year-old and the dog was in the wagon and like she's like a hesitant participant in activities with my kids because my kids are also rambunctious and my dog is a little skittish she's a rescue um and so I'm like what is she does she just want like a break like maybe she wants Because my kids are obsessed with her and they're like always trying to like bring her along. Yeah. I I don't know. That's an intriguing question. Um, Because my husband and I are in and out of the house with work. Sometimes we're home and sometimes we're not. So it remains to be seen. Now, listen, I I am like on board with getting another animal, but nobody else in my house, like my husband is like, absolutely not. So. You know, I respect that he has put his foot down about this. I have to say. Yeah. He's really set a boundary with me. Like I would I would have like five puppies. I'd have senior dogs. I'd have some one I'd oh have my some God. cats. I'd have them all. I'd foster a rabbit. Listen, I'm on board. You would have a not. full menagerie. 
That is my, yeah, that's my, my, my style. All right. Well, should we hear from some listeners? Yeah, this is my just favorite part of the day. Let's do it. Truly. Okay. Here is a voicemail from a listener. Well, I'll, I'll let you guys hear what she's happy about. Hey, Cat and Door. I'm just calling to respond to the here for you question about what people are wearing to work in their home offices and how they feel about it. I think that it's great because as someone who used to have to wear a full suit to work every day, um, it's amazing to be able to wear my sweatpants, especially because I think sometimes that having to wear a full suit for women is a symptom of the patriarchy because our suits are so expensive and really hard to find and hard to find well-fitting suits. So it gives me a little bit of joy and power to be doing the same type of work I was doing before, but not having to be confined within the shackles of the patriarchy and what it demands to look like. So I just wanted to put that perspective out there. Hope you're staying in there and looking cool in your colored sweatsuits. Okay. Bye. Yes. (laughs) Great point of view. (laughs) Great point of view. Thank you for that. Yes. Skirt suits especially are the worst. I've only, I only had to wear them at a job I worked at in my twenties when I worked at a finance company for like nine months, which that was a time. I, I just have never had a career that has required too many suits. Yeah, I feel like law and finance are kind of the last holdouts of this. Yes, for sure. I mean, my dad wore a full suit to work every day and like still kind of enjoys it. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not me. It's so but, funny but because now I'm the happy. thought of just anyone wearing a suit anywhere is like, what? <laughs> It feels so fancy. It feels so fancy because we've but all again, been like, like the our, industries that we are. Yes. The industries that we are in are not fancy. And also we've all been in sweatpants for five weeks, except those of us, those of us who are essential workers, of course. Yeah. So I thought this was a great, I loved, I loved this listener's point of view. I love Yes, this. I did too. All right. Kate, we got a counterpoint to a tip we received yesterday. Oh my goodness. Okay. So this <laughs> listener writes, hi, Kate and Dory. I just listened to yesterday's episode where you were pondering spritzing your mask with diluted essential oils, pillow spray, etc. I am a nurse, not not working presently as I am caring for my young children. And I can tell you that a wet mask is less effective and should be replaced. Not that this is necessarily happening for our nurses at the front lines currently. That's another conversation. Given that, I would steer clear of actually spraying your mask with anything. Hope that helps. Thank well, you. Yeah, it does help. Thank you. It hey, does help. Right yes. I guess we'll just stick with chapstick. Yeah. You know, we've got other solutions. We, we have can, got we other solutions. Spray our pillows and be done with it. Totally. Um, so a listener in Toronto wrote in with a recommendation for another live streamed dance, uh, more live streamed dance classes. And it's from the pink and she's been going to a throwback, throwback, throwback pop dance class on Monday afternoons, um, which sounds super fun. And I definitely want to check it out. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, all right. Next email. I feel like every episode we have like one big quandary. All right. This is a big one. And this is today's big quandary. All right. Hi, Kat and Dor. 
I wanted to write in about a topic I've not heard discussed much on your pods, engagement. About two years ago, I moved across the world to be with my boyfriend, who I'd known for about six months at the time. While we were both cautious as, as it is early in our relationship, I was clear that marriage and kids are very important to me and had let him know that if all went well, I was hoping to not wait too long before getting engaged. Fast forward to now, I'm 33 and he's 36, and we are both happily living together. But there has still been no proposal. We had talked about getting engaged at many points over the past few years, and he made it clear that he did not want to rush things, but was very committed to me. We also agreed that it would be him that proposes and needed some time to save up. Recently, I had the sense that a proposal might be coming soon, but now that we are all self-isolating, that seems to be on hold as he works in the events industry and does not know when he will be able to work again, not to mention the fact that we can literally not even go outside where we live. He said that he now regrets not proposing to me on a trip earlier this year, but was still not sure about how he had wanted to do it, what to do about the ring, etc. He was clear that he wants to be with me, but also has a history of putting things off or not getting his shit together due to his anxiety. Around six months ago, I was starting to feel a bit down that we were not engaged yet and considering the U word ultimatum, but I'm struggling now with the reality that it may not happen for a long time due to the pandemic. I'm afraid I'm starting to feel resentful that he has not done this. And oftentimes when I think about it, I feel very sad. I should note that neither of us want a wedding. So for me, a proposal may be extra important as it is one of the only quote traditional parts of the wedding thing that we both want. And a big part of me feeling settled in the country where I have joined him. There's so much talk out there about the personal milestones that are being shifted or changed due to the pandemic, but I've not heard anyone speak about engagements. I realize that this issue pales in comparison to challenges others are facing and even other factors in my own life, but it has been a cause of a lot of sadness for me. Any reflections or thoughts on ways to think about this would be so helpful. Thoughts on ultimatums in pandemic and non-pandemic times. Thank you for the pod. I listen in the shower every day. Oh, I hope you're hearing this. Is yeah. Sh- put dog shampoo in your hair. <laughs> um, thoughts on ultimatums, Dory? I'm not a huge fan of an ultimatum. Mm-hmm. Go on. But... I am a fan of people stating clearly what they want. Yeah, totally. And you have a line in here where you say, I'm afraid I'm starting to feel resentful that he has not done this. And oftentimes when I think about it, I feel very sad. I think you should say that to him. I think you can say, hey, dude, (laughs) that's his name. Um, I'm starting to feel resentful that you haven't proposed yet. And when I think about it, I get really sad and see what he says. Hmm. Yeah, I'm into that. What's your suggestion? I I, I just think you should have a very honest discussion and be clear about why it's important to you to be engaged. You know, like, is it important? Just are you just ready to be married? What like you want to take your life to? I would just make sure you're clear at articulating what it is that is important to you and you want to have kids and I mean you can have kids whenever but I feel like he knows I feel like he knows all this stuff yeah I just think I just think you might just want to say like hey I'm ready to get engaged I don't I don't know what's important to this listener like maybe you don't need a ring you don't need a proposal in a, a different country on vacation like you're just ready for this level of commitment in your life and I would just lay it out and say like if this is not for you then I think we need to have some bigger conversations because this is the step I want to take in my relationship. I'm clear that I want to take it with you and I want to make sure you're at that same point that I'm at. Yeah. I mean, 
I would also kind of play out scenarios like how are you going to respond if he's like, look, I'll be honest, like I'm not sure that I want to get married. Like what is your response going to be given especially that we are in the middle of a global pandemic? The other thing that I will just note from your email is that he seems a little bit like someone who kind of always has an excuse about why it's not happening. I'm just noting that do with that information what you will, but it does seem like he's a little, (sighs) for some reason he's, this is holding, like something is holding him back. I don't, I don't know you well enough or him well enough to say what it is, but something is holding him back. He could have proposed on this trip. He didn't. Now he kind of has this real, but also convenient excuse of the pandemic. So I don't know. I'm just going to, throw that out there yeah and and also you know this listener writes that like they agreed that he would be the one to propose but like if it's not happening i think you just be like hey i want to marry you like let's get married like the 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 proposal might not it it sounds like it's not happening the way that was discussed yeah happening at all yeah so i think you can be very clear about the fact that like you would like to get married um and if it's not if this your partner's not taking action like you can take the action and see what happens i don't know this is a tough one listener yeah but again it's like what is your response going to be if you don't get the response that you want yes that's a good thing to think about so all right good luck we're uh, we'll be thinking of you and and please keep us posted yeah we're thinking of you All all right Kate, do you want to read this last email? (laughs) Thanks for handing this off to me, Dory. (laughs) Dearest Kate and Dory, this is gross, but here for you has a whole new meaning to me today. I am four days post C-section and could tell it was time for the dreaded first postpartum poop. I knew I needed something to distract me and keep me calm. So I reached for my phone and got an episode of here for you going. It was the perfect distraction and not only survived, I thrived. Thanks for being here for me to lighten my load in the grossest of ways. I feel really honored. (laughs) I love you so much, listener. Congratulations. Yes, that first poop. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, Dory and I have both been there. We Um, have. It's not pleasant. It's not. It's not pleasant at all. <sighs> but I'm it's just. Not, uh, it's uh, painful. It's terrifying. And I feel like I was there with you holding your hand. Yes. You same. Way, yes. Yeah. And I, I, again, I just, I feel very honored that you took us into the bathroom with you. Me too. We're happy to be there. Yes. All right. Kate, what is our word of the day? Well, you know, this email did make me laugh uh-huh. and so I feel like that's an appropriate choice for our word of the day I agree I do feel like laughter is still so important right now dare I say more important than ever yes yes gotta, you dare gotta find ways to laugh now as Dory and I joked to each other before this episode you've got to live laugh love <laughs> but sometimes you kind of have to do it so if you can find something to make you chuckle today I think that's a good good idea now do you think our activity of the day will make people chuckle 
I mean, maybe in their like genitals. <laughs> sexy i mean it could i i didn't laugh watching this i was like yeah i am like i guess i'm into stanley tucci now well adore tell us about our activity well you chose it i mean i did so i feel like you should talk about it okay well look yesterday i happened to notice that (laughs) a video of stanley tucci making a negroni for his wife was a viral sensation and not only were people like sharing it and talking about it, but writing about it in, as it as it being like the sexiest thing they had ever seen. And I was like, all right, I'll watch this. And then I watched <laughs> it and I was like, oh, this is really, yeah, like I'm really titillated right now. He's just like very ash- like sure of himself as he handles the alcohol. <laughs> Like, which is very sexy mm. it's, i mean stanley tucci is very hot like i like yes. he's already a, a handsome man but and charming but like just something about stanley tucci making a negroni was like uh yeah and he and he makes it up and not on the rocks and he's like very confident in that choice and i was like oh gee i want a negroni up now like and I normally, when when my husband and I have them, we have them on the rocks. So, you know, I just, he felt he was convincing. He was firm. He was doing something for his partner, which was nice. Yeah. Cool. I just, all about it. He was in like a tight black shirt. Yeah. Look, we can all fantasize about Stanley Tucci today. Amen. So there you go. There's your activity. Spend three minutes watching this possibly <laughs> sexy video. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, on that Stanley Tucci note, we will talk to you tomorrow. We're here for you. And uh, yeah, bye. Bye.